Comrades, welcome to episode 22 of Dying Scene Radio. I am one of your hosts, Anarcho-Punk. With me, as always, is my numero uno compadre, Mr. Bobby Burns. Say hi to the beautiful listeners, Bobbert. I think I'm number two, but hello, everybody. No. You might feel like you're number two, but you're number one in my heart for (laughs) real. All right, thanks. Uh, So everybody keeps telling us that they like it when we have co-hosts on because it means that it's less time that we spend talking. So we decided to (laughs) appease our audience and we brought... brought along another host uh, guest host with us for this episode this time we have the often referred to and seldom heard from three time dying scene employee of the year winner <laughs> Mr. Jay Stone say hi Jay how we doing boys and girls thanks for having me absolutely it's always nice to have uh, a, a be- another beautiful face to look at on the chat here so, uh, throughout this episode we're going to get to know Jay a little bit more and we're going to listen through uh, some rad new music from awesome bands that you were probably too lazy to discover uh, our intro song for this episode is a fine example of that uh, that one was imported all the way from Istanbul Turkey that was Padma with Whose Decision Is It To Make that is from the incredible new LP The Fine Line between being conscious and self-harm. And I think uh, last episode, Bob, we were um, kind of uh, opining that we had too many U.S. bands on the last episode. So I kind of uh, made up for that this episode. I'm kicking things right right out of the gate with something from Istanbul, Turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Jay, have you ever... I don't think I've ever had uh, uh, any 
uh, contact with any bands from Istanbul, Turkey. How about you? No, I certainly never have. Uh, there was a while when I started with Dying Scene that I was reviewing an awful lot of international stuff because I was yep. really bored with American music, but definitely not from Turkey. That was really yeah. interesting. Yeah, and we've got a few uh, in this episode that come from um, uh, uh, some places that you might not expect. So that's my little tease for the episode. That's a pretty <laughs> horrible tease, but it gives you something to cling to. And these days, it's always nice to have something to cling to. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that one was, the whole album of that was really good. Um, really awesome, just kind of raw punk sound. Maybe a little bit on the verge of skate, but... Um, yeah, I like the way they kind of uh, mixed in different kinds of sounds. It's almost like pairs. They had they kind of switched up their, I don't know, their speed. What is yeah. it, Bob? You're yeah. more technical. The tempo of the time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Those are some pretty technical terms. That tempo and time. <laughs> <laughs> the speed. It's all the same shit. <laughs> uh, no reason to get so, technical. Yeah, you always uh, talking way over my head. Um, so yeah, if you uh, get a chance to check that out, of course it's streaming everywhere that you stream music, um, and uh, we also have it on our Spotify playlist, our ever-growing Spotify playlist, which is uh, getting pretty unruly these days. But uh, it's a really good list to put on and just uh, clean house, I guess. Is that all yeah. we're doing these days, cleaning house? Pretty much. <laughs> Um, Jay, so I know what Bob's been up to. I talk to him pretty regularly. Uh, so with the lockdown, I guess over the last, what, three months probably, I think it's pretty average for most people being locked down. Uh, what have you been doing to keep sane? Uh, to keep sane is an interesting question. Uh, I, My <laughs> wife and I have a 12-year-old daughter, so we've had uh, school things to take care of. Uh, <laughs> trying to, Trying to help my daughter learn French, which is not a language that I understand. Hmm. Uh, oh. Via online learning has been difficult to say. The <laughs> um, but, you know, it's been cool that we've all been able to hang out at the house together. I think this is, I was counting for a while. I think we're at day <laughs> 84. I don't know anymore. Yeah. Though. It's The whole time is a flat circle thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. Grocery shopping has kept me busy. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, actually the highlight of my week these uh, past few months has been going to the grocery store. So uh, I look fond. Yeah, on getting to put a mask on and gloves on and walk into a public store, <laughs> walk into the bank has been uh, has been pretty cool. Actually, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and I, I have um, I have a big septum ring, which it never really was much of a problem until we moved to Denver in that first winter here. You realize how much uh, of an annoyance having yeah. a big hunk of metal in your no nose is. And I was thinking, man, if this mask thing had came along a little earlier over the winter, it would have been really convenient because it would have <laughs> kept my nose warm. So, uh, yeah, it came along at a bad time of year, but I guess uh, we don't have a choice in that. Yeah, matter. exactly. Although I guess uh, come April, it's supposed to disappear, right? All right. Oh, yeah, oh, no, it'll be done by Easter. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bob, so what have you been up to last time, uh, since last time we checked in with you, man? You haven't done anything, have you? Uh, I mean, as far as shows go, no, but I mean, I feel like... <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I feel like uh, the, the news of what's been going on is clearly unavoidable, so uh, Sarah and I decided to go to one of the protests yesterday and hang out for a little bit, and, uh, you know... See what the fuck was going on out there in the world. Yeah? Where did you go? Uh, well, we played it safe, and instead of going to downtown L.A. or Santa Monica, where everything is on fire and being looted, uh, we mm -hmm. went to our local city hall. We're in Gardena, but Torrance is, like, closer to us. 
uh, yeah. in our city hall. So we went over there, and there was a few hundred people, and it was uh, very, very peaceful um, uh, as far as, like, you know, the protest was going. It was at the city hall and the police stations right there. Um, but, uh, I mean, obviously very emotional with with everything that's uh, been going on. But, um yeah, I don't know. That's that's what we went and did. I don't know how political we want to get on this because I know that's uh, a big no-no for some people. But um, oh, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about. I it don't here fucking a bit. care. I'm a, I'm a terrorist now, so <laughs> well, <that's pretty> good. <laughs> I'm I'm dying to talk to you about this shit. I'm like, <laughs> I want to ask you so many questions, but I'm also like, don't fucking uh, what is what is that called? Where you uh, put yourself in jeopardy at the things that you say? Um, yeah, don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So uh, I'm I'm curious. We need to, to bring your, we need to bring your legal friend on. <laughs> yeah, right. So he can <laughs> put the legal brakes on anything. He's like, he's not a uh, liberty to say. So, uh, yeah. Have you gone out to any of the protests out there in Denver or what? You know, I haven't. Um, I know a lot of people who have. Um, I'm literally one. I live one mile south from the the state capital where all the shit's going down. Yeah. So I've heard a lot of stuff. Um, the, the helicopters have made me feel a little bit like home. So that was, that's been nice. So it's like ghetto birds flying over uh, the house pretty constantly is nice. Yeah. Uh, lulls me to sleep. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't been out. I, I really wanted to grab my camera and go out one night. And it's, um, it's probably not the smartest thing for me. I can be um, a little bit uh, reactionary and, um, I don't know insightful. I can not like insightful, like I'm insightful, like I incite <laughs> In a bad Inside way. Incite violence, I'm a, yes. I'm a bit of a provocateur. More things might have been burning like had you been out. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. So, and at this age, I just probably should stay home. So, um, I exercised better judgment for once in my life. And uh, I think I was in bed at 9.30 or 10 that night listening to the helicopter. So, that's uh, pretty much all I've done, man. There's nothing going on here. The city's shut down. There's a fucking curfew. Uh, like I said, I, I'm. What's your guys' curfew? Uh, I think it's eight. Ooh, they might have switched. Lucky it you, because ours is five a fucking clock, and Culver City is four o'clock. Well, that's I mean, crazy. I yeah, I don't even know what the what the point is. There's nothing really to do out there. Like, I, so I can't go to the park after eight o'clock. Who gives a <laughs> shit? You know, there's not. There's nothing out there. Sure. Um, Jay, you live in a smaller town, right? Yeah, we live in a small town about ten fifteen minutes north of Boston. Um, so there's nothing that goes on here anyway. The city yeah. essentially shuts down at five o'clock anyway. Um, <laughs> I toyed with the idea of taking the camera and going into the city. Yesterday was the big Black Lives Matter march in the city. Yeah. Yesterday, I toyed with the idea because I've gone to a lot of the other ones. Uh, but I also knew this one might get a little gnarly. As it turns out, it got really gnarly. In Boston, um, it did? Yeah, yeah. What, Boston, what happened Boston there? was a little chaotic. A uh, lot of lot of smashing, lot, a lot of uh, looting, lot, and it all happened. I mean, after the protest itself was done, uh, the sort of hangers-on yeah. uh, smashed up a whole bunch of the stores, like the fancy stores on Newbury Street. If people that are listening are familiar with Boston, <clears throat> Newbury Street is like the the, the high-end boutique stores. Right. A lot of those got got smashed. Right. Um, yeah, it it got pretty gnarly, so I'm glad I 
sat that one out. Yeah, I'm See, 40 years was, old and have a kid. I don't need to be doing that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that that's what, precisely why I wanted to go. I told Mrs. Anarcho Punk, I was like, I want to be like in between the protesters and the cops. I want to be right in the middle, like like the wall of death that shows. Me the <laughs> yeah, separate. I want to be there. Yeah, I need something. I mean, but some but some of it's just fucking crazy. I mean, you you watch videos on both sides, but I think like just before this, it was a video of some dude just talking shit to the cop, and the cops like, all right, fuck you, and just pulled out the mace and started fucking him right in the face. Yeah, threw him on the <laughs> yeah. ground. And all the other cops came and, of, of course, backed him up. I mean, what else do you expect him to do in that situation? But, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's sad is what it is, really. I mean, especially because the focus then becomes the things like the looting, right? And you have people right. who, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, you know, all, all of this is lost now just because of the, the, the looting and the message. And it's like... Dude, that's like you said, a few fucking people hanging around afterwards. How right. how does a few people make you lose the message and how don't a few people on the other side, a few fucking cops make you lose the message of that? <laughs> Sorry, like I said, I don't want to get too into politics. <laughs> whoa, whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I'll get heated up of it, but it, but it's like you're you're picking and choosing like your logic here. And it's yeah. There's no fucking consistency. So um no. But uh, I would imagine most of our listeners, uh, <laughs> we'll get into this. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Listen, Sorry. Most of our listeners these, these days, maybe, yeah. we'll get it. Um, if Bobby Pickles yeah, sure. is listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, one I of them, guarantee he's not. <clears throat> well, yeah, no, he's got way, way more important things to do. I'm Come sure. on, Bobby, um, give us a download. One of, our, one of our bands from last episode like posted to their Facebook and they said, hey, everybody we were featured on this episode, go listen. They did some house cleaning lately and they're a lot better now. <laughs> like, Can I tell yeah. you, I don't know if I've told you this story. Uh, I got confronted at a show by, you know, the band Svetlana's? Svetlana's out of yeah. the Russian band. Yeah. So they played uh, in Somerville, Massachusetts a couple years ago. And as I got there, somebody came out, somebody that I knew was at the show, and said, hey, the Svetlana's are looking for you. And I said, well, <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Not good. Like, I don't, I'm kind of uncomfortable now. So I walk in, and Olga and her husband came right up to me. They, you are dying scene. And I said, yeah, uh, I'm Jay. They said, so... We need to talk. And so they, like, summoned me around the, to this little, like, hallway. And I was like, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> and all that they wanted to know is Olga was, Bobby Pickles, what's his deal? Why he is why he is the way he is? I'm like, oh, okay. He's not with us anymore. Don't, like, And then we were cool. But I would totally, like, pit in my stomach, what is going to happen? Am oh, I going to get disappeared? Like, this is bad. That's too funny. Yeah. Are you with dying That's, scene? Um, you die now. <laughs> this is your dying yeah, scene. Exactly. Like, exactly. I was like, no, no, no. No more Bobby Pickles. No, no. It's good. <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah, uh, I've had to um, repair the reputation a little bit here in yeah. Denver as well. So, uh, But we're doing what we can. Hell, it's pretty hard when you look like us to <laughs> try and repair a reputation. But we're, we try hard every day. 
Um, so, um, hey, bef- before we really dive into this episode, uh, Jay, I got some questions for you because I don't know you really at all. Um, sure. Other than every once in a while, I text you and I'm like, can you get me into this show? <laughs> and I haven't even yeah, texted you lately because nothing's been yeah. going on. And you've always been super amazing to respond um, and, and you know, get what you can going. And I'm like, how does this guy do this? You know, how? who does he know and, and what's going on? So, like, what's your story because I'm sure there are listeners like myself who have no idea um, really how you ended up here and, and you know what you got you into this yeah so it's weird to be on this side of like an interview question <laughs> uh, boy I'm not prepared uh, so I started reading Dying Scene is probably just about 10 years ago a friend of mine from overseas actually uh, told me that I should start reading it uh-huh. and it was cool and Dave put out an APB years ago, I think on the old MySpace page, uh-huh. uh, about, hey, we're trying to grow the scene if anybody else wants to write for us. So I did. And that was, I think that was nine and a half years ago. Because I was like, I debated going into journalism after high school. I was going to yeah. major in it. And I didn't uh, uh, for what was probably a good reason because I didn't think they'd actually get much of a career out of it. But I missed mm-hmm. that part of it. And what'd I missed end, going to shows. What'd you end up majoring in? <laughs> uh, criminal justice. I have a master's in criminal justice. Awesome. Narc. Narc. <laughs> oh, l- l- listen, we can talk about that for hours if you want. Uh, I'm on your side. Uh, but, but so I missed that part of it. I missed going to shows. I missed uh-huh. interacting. Like there's a whole probably five or eight years where I didn't find out about any new music whatsoever. Yeah. I listened to all the same stuff. And then uh, I started just regurgitating press releases, which is kind of what you do when you start writing a shift for Dying Scene. And uh, I decided I wanted to interview people, so I just kind of did. We had a person based in Australia years ago who was like our press contact, Uh but it was tough to coordinate press stuff Mm -hmm. through somebody in Australia who was then going to get in touch with somebody in New York. I'm like, why can't I just do it? (laughs) So she turned over her uh, Rolodex to me, and here we are. Cool. Um, and do you play music or no? Uh, no, not well. <laughs> not well, I, but you, I, you play, no. okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I played around in high school and a little through college and stuff like that, just with whoever wanted to jam, but... Never uh, like in a, a band could, that was trying to take it serious? No, no. Uh, well, we tried for a little while after college, like the late part of college, but truthfully could never find a drummer that could stay out of rehab yeah that's what was the band story. name isn't that uh, was like the thing name. about drummers yeah well yeah we, he, the kid was really good too but um yeah whatever <laughs> and then got married had a kid and that those sort of days were behind me so yeah. i just play in my couch okay what were uh what were some of the bands that like really got you into punk rock when you were younger bad religion was the first one okay um yeah, I sort of learned about bad religion. So I've told this story to Dave, uh, head honcho Dave, Johnny X Buck, and he kind of laughed at me. But through, I got into Pearl Jam really early, like I was 12, maybe, <laughs> Yeah, which is weirdly my kid's age now. Uh, and they were big Pearl Jam, Social Distortion fans. They would always talk about Fugazi bad religion and stuff was, like that. Was a fan of Pearl Jam? Eddie Vedder was on the Recipe for Hate album. Oh, Wait, uh, as what? Yeah, like guest singer, he guessed, like guest vocals on "Watch It Die," I think, and maybe another song too. Huh? 
I talk a hey, lot of a lot knowledge. of shit about Pearl Jam, and and no offense, I'm just like I know the daughter song. Like I yeah. I grew up in the '90s, but I got more into like punk rock and stuff. I li- I like Smashing Pumpkins and Rage, but I just liked harder yeah. stuff, and that's what I knew of them. So, anyways, yeah, I had no, no I idea he does guest vocals on that. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. Yeah, I'm pre- yeah, it's Watch It Die off Recipe for Hate. And then I want to say there's backing vocals, but they do co- he and Greg do co-lead vocals on that song. Okay. Um, but, like, they took Social D, they took the Fastbacks, they took Bad Religion on tour and stuff like that. Uh, so I kind of got into punk that way, probably yeah. 92, 93, somewhere uh-huh. around there. And then, obviously, 90, 1994 happened uh, when I was 15. And so everybody got into punk in 1994 yeah <laughs> but i like to think that i was there a little earlier because of just the wee no control and generator and shit like that yeah cool um and then what was uh what was your first interview with dying soon oh boy uh that's a good question and i do keep a list so crap i don't remember <laughs> i have to look back one of the first ones i know well so the first one that i did in person was with Dave Hawes uh, when he was he was actually on tour I think with Flogging Molly uh-huh. um, and then yeah that was the first in person one I had done a few over the phone uh, Lenny Lashley who's from Street Dogs and from Dark Buster and from a whole bunch of other bands uh-huh. he was one of the first I can't remember the first because we used to do them all via email and I don't know if you've ever done an email interview but no. it sucks uh-uh. yeah it, it's like I ramble as you can probably tell I ramble, so it's really tough to condense uh, a question yeah. into like twelve words so that somebody will read it. Uh, so my my email questions would be like a page long. <laughs> <laughs> They'd ask like seventeen so, different things. Yeah. <laughs> I promise, Actually, this is one question. I think I remember the first one I did over the phone was on my old cassette tape recorder, and it was with this guy Kenny Livingston, who's a drummer of the band. Sugar Cult or something like that. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, right? Obscure enough for you. Uh, (laughs) So they, he was, uh, he started this whole campaign about wanting to raise awareness for, uh, I don't know, I don't even remember what it was, but essentially he wanted to ride an old uh, beach cruiser bicycle Uh from Hermosa Beach, California to Washington, D.C. and collect signatures along the way. Basically like petitioning for better school lunches or something like that, I think was the cause. Mm -hmm. So he got he got a little three speed uh, beach cruiser and he pedaled a bike from Huntington Beach or Hermosa Beach, one of the two, to Washington, D.C., which was pretty awesome. Yeah, and he was—he's wow. friends with the face-to-face guys, and I've been friends with the face-to-face guys for years. Yeah, so they kind of connected us, and I think that was actually the first I, phone interview I did. I looked it up. Yeah, he's uh, the drummer for Sugar Colt, which um, I remember uh, when I was younger. We went to go see the Ataris, and then somehow, like this guy's just like, "Hey, you guys, want to come backstage?" And we're like, "Yeah." And then all of a sudden, we're hanging out with Marco, who's like the lead singer for Sugar yeah, Colt, yeah, yeah. Uh, bass player, and used to play in the Ataris. Right, and then like. He, he, it was at a USC, and then he's he's just like, yeah, like how'd you guys end up here? Blah blah, blah. and just like the coolest fucking guy ever. But yeah, so Kenny Livingston is um, from uh, yeah from Sugar Cult. Yeah, he had it was a charity called Kenny Do It was kind of the thing, and it was like he chronicled himself online every day about like, can you actually pedal a three speed beach cruiser from California? And he got some weird disease going through Texas somewhere, like 
<laughs> it wasn't dengue fever, but it was something bizarre like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was really wild, but wow. he made it. That's cool. Okay. Um, and then are most of your interviews, do you mostly do written interviews or do you ever do audio interviews? Like, I'm, I'm like wondering, like, can we ever get some J interviews for the podcast? Because I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, most of them are audio. Most of them are um, chronicled on this handy dandy little recorder. And then uh, do you just write them out after that or what? And then I transcribe them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. If you ever don't want to transcribe one, we'll play it on here. Or we could do both. Well, so because the website took a dump six months ago, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't really done any. I did a really cool couple of interviews. See, I like to pretend that I'm a writer, which is why I tend, <laughs> like I never did the podcast thing because I pretend I'm a writer. Uh, but I did a really cool thing with Chuck Reagan and Chris Creswell. Um, about the 25th anniversary of hot water music. Uh And I interviewed them both for a long time and I wrote this whole thing and then the site took a dump. So it never actually published. So I may actually have to go back and write it again because the draft I saved is in the draft folder. Um, That's not going to (laughs) survive. Um, all right, let's kick off the first block of music as we always do with Boss Man Dave's solid gold lock of the episode. You'll be very happy to know that he actually sent this one in. We don't have to lie and make a pick for him and say that it was Chris Fox picking it. I don't think anyone totally knew that until just now. Do. Oh, well, we didn't do that. I was just saying, like, hypothetically, that could have happened. <laughs> it didn't. This week, it definitely didn't, because he sent in this next one. It's called Food Comes First. It's from Insanity.
from Lucerne, Switzerland. That was Insanity. A little bit of hardcore, a little bit of metal to kick things off here. The name of the track was Food Comes First. And that is off of their fourth album, Money Fest. That was released uh, late last year. I think it was December. So continuing on with our theme. See, Switzerland. There's another one. I have heard of punk bands from Switzerland, obviously. Like. But um, not, not very many. Um, uh, uh, who was the Satanic Surfers? They were from Switzerland, Are they? right? No, they're from Sweden. No, they're Sweden. Yeah, Switzerland's smallish. No, I don't know. Yeah, they're, it they're is. They're fucking small. No, there's got to be some. There's got to be some Switzerland bands. I bet you we've had a few on the show. I'd have to go back and look. Did you Did you just ask I'm, because you know I wouldn't be able to pull, pull one <laughs> yeah, out? Yeah, no. There. I, you want to make me look I, foolish? I definitely did. Um, and I'm trying to look some stuff up right here. So yeah, see, as he scrambles to look. Um, yeah, I don't no, know. I thought that one was cool. That that um, Dave usually sends in like pretty straight punk stuff like he's pretty like you know skate punk is kind of his wheelhouse and that's usually what we get from him and he sent in something um yeah that's kind of vergy i don't even know if we throw that in as hardcore punk maybe on the fringe uh but definitely had some metal influence there um it's a good pick boss man dave and it fit the theme because they were from another country so that's why i picked that one He's seen it about three or four. I said, this is the perfect one. <laughs> I found a Swiss punk band, and I cannot pronounce the name of it. So. <laughs> See? That's why you don't go looking up Swiss punk bands. <laughs> <laughs> Make your names easier. <laughs> no, there, there was for, only for four Bob. of them on Wikipedia, so... <laughs> Okay, well then there you go. That's that's two then. If if there's only four that you can see there uh, after a quick Google search, here's, had, uh, here's one I could say: Turkey, the peacock, now Switzerland. But they're they're rockabilly, so falls into it a little. All right, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, all right, let's play some more music. Uh, this next one is called "Blee Do Blee." That's really fucked up, Judy, and it's from Van Huskins. <laughs>
Estonia down there in the Kakalak. That was Van Huskins with Blee Do Blee. That's really fucked up, Judy. I think that was probably my favorite track title of the entire episode. <laughs> and I now need to know exactly what the fuck it means. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody I, get the reference? I have no idea whatsoever. Did you, did you <laughs> okay. attempt to look it up or no? No, no, I try not to. I don't want to spoil it. It might I just like be the, like a main, saying or some shit. Who knows? Maybe. Hopefully they'll listen. These guys, um, this one was sent into the inbox, so I usually try and follow up with them after. Maybe they'll let where, us know after they listen. Where did you say they were from? Gastonia, North Carolina. Okay, so like not the anywhere North crazy. State. No, yeah, well, uh, North Carolina <laughs> is a little fucking crazy. That <laughs> yeah. place ain't for the uh, faint of heart. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they had a little bit, I thought that they, and I saw it somewhere else. I, I was thinking they, they had kind of like a classic rock sound to them. And then I saw somebody else uh, referred to them as like the punk rock ZZ Top. And I said, yeah, I guess so. I could see the that. punk rock ZZ Top. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. What, what would you... What would you call yourself if you were going to be known as the punk rock ZZ Top? I thought like ZZ Bottom, something like that. I have no um, idea. But I'm going to go back and listen to now and see if I hear that. When when I was listening to a lot of the songs for this episode, it, just in general, uh, I I didn't know like what kind of punk rock to describe it as, but it was just like a lot of these songs that had a theme to it and, and it was just kind of like that chanting punk rock where you want to join in and yeah, sing along yeah, with it, yeah. right? Like almost like some of the Pennywise courses or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, that's the, the feel that I got from this is just like sing along punk rock. Definitely go listen to the rest of the album. That was uh, off their newest EP, Bless Your Heart. Bless Why Our Heart. I guess you could just say you're. Oh. <laughs> you can probably find it. Van Huskins. Uh, I labeled them as punk rock as opposed to some that I just list as punk. And see, the difference being... Well, because ZZ Top. Yeah, it's a little more rock, see? Okay. You know, it's uh, rock with a punk influence instead of just being straight, pure punk like the Padma, our opening song was. I just so want to do away with the genres. It. Let's just go back to the general genres. <clears throat> Well, we can't in our business. I, you know, you try, but you know, we get EPKs like emails from bands, and they, you know, they call themselves a certain genre. So you kind of have to respect that and and stick with it. And it also lets people know, you know, before you get into it. You know, they they somebody needs to know kind of what they're getting into. Yeah. I think. And uh, sometimes we get it wrong. I don't think we always get the the tags right on all of these. But I'm I'm, I'm also down to just like trick people into listening to shit that they don't really like. So we <laughs> generally call it punk <laughs> and expand their horizons, right? There you go. I like that. That's very that's a very good idea. That's kinda like what I was saying last episode where I was just gonna start telling bands they were on the episode so they would <laughs> yeah. get more clicks. <laughs> and be like, oh sorry, no, maybe next episode Because he did that. <laughs> Because I accidentally did it to a man. But they did uh, They did share it, and they said thank you, and they, were, they said thank you for real this time. So, <laughs> uh, I fuck up sometimes, too. I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's move things along. This next one I classified as garage slash hardcore. I don't know. You guys tell us if we're right. This one's from ATD. It's called Moonlight Clan. <laughs> Just unbeatable hearts, I can't keep the devil lost. Sorry, 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 
from the mysterious lands of Vancouver, Canada. That was from their upcoming self-titled album. I guess self-titled album. Uh, the band was ATD. The album name's A Total Disappointment. Uh, so I think I see where they're going there. Uh, song name was Moonlight Clan. Vancouver punk. We were just talking about some punks from Canada. I guess it's on the other side of the country, yeah. though, the flatliners, huh? They um, uh, they were not a disappointment at all. In fact, uh, as, I, <laughs> as I stated to you before the podcast, this was definitely my uh, favorite song of the episode. Um, I don't know. It just it felt different. I was trying to like categorize it. Uh, the bass really stood out to me. It had like some cool like quirky, funky bass line with it. Yeah. Um, it and is. then at first I'm like, oh man, like the singer sort of sings like the guy from the Deviates a little. And then I'm like. I'm like, but it's nothing like the Deviants. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. They're they're definitely more punk, less pop. Um, and so, uh, I don't know. Just a, a really cool, uh, a really cool song, and definitely is something that makes me want to check out the rest of their album. So, did this just um, come out? You said. Um, yeah, it came out. Yeah, I think that's this is actually a single uh, which was released just before the album. I think the album just came out. Okay, great. Uh, so usually now... I have the dates and stuff on here, but this one, of course, I didn't because Bob was going to ask about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got two albums now for my albums of the year because I'm going to throw that on there so I have to listen to it. I've <laughs> been fucking slacking this year. I'm, I'm yeah. because of the quarantine, I'm not driving anywhere, and that's when I usually listen to music. Like, because I'm just sitting yes. at home all day. Like, <laughs> I can turn on a brand new album while I'm working, but it, it's it's really hard to pay attention to and get caught into something. So um, the only other time I really have is like if I'm fucking mowing the lawns on the weekend or something else like that. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm usually driving an hour a day, if not more. And so I, I can get in a good five to ten hours of new music every week. And I can't now. So I am slacking. Well, you Hopefully. can. I can. Just because you're not commuting doesn't mean you can't listen to music. <laughs> well, yes. If, if, uh, if I'm here, though, at the house, I'm working on podcasts or other projects around the house. Um, that I'm doing so I just need to find a new habit to turn my music on is what I need to do there you go um, how about you Jay are you still finding a way to squeeze in music with the fam around do they I think no your, your family enjoys so, punk rock I've seen them pictures of, of them at shows with you yeah uh, my wife and I have gone to a lot of shows together over the years uh, we try to bring our daughter to shows she doesn't really dig she no. likes going to shows and she likes, uh, like, if we're VIP somewhere, and then it just yeah. became expected that <laughs> yeah. we'd be VIP. Because usually I'm taking pictures or sure. uh, I bring her to things that I know she might, I don't want to say like, because she doesn't like our music, but that she might at least be interested in some of the people. Yeah. But it, uh, I tend to shy away from some of the more hardcore punk rock stuff when uh, there's, like, two of us working from home and my daughter sure. learning from um, so it's tough to listen to <laughs> like political punk and stuff like that now yeah. while she's in class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. That might be the best education you could give her, Jay. I, put, yeah. on some pro- put on some propaganda. <laughs> I agree. However, twelve-year-old uh, man, music uh, music for twelve-year-olds is much different than it was when I was a twelve-year-old, and yeah. I'll kind of leave it at that. Like how they absorb music, where they find it, what they listen to is all, all very different. The fact that like, does she even listen to albums or does she just find single songs individually? Like, isn't that mind boggling? I know that's making us sound old or making me sound old, but like, like that is a thing for me. Like 
part of a, a song's value and a band's value is how well an album is put together and like that whole Absolutely. album requires meaning to me like and and the thing is is like that's just going to be gone. I don't know if that's going to stick around. And if it does, it's going to be like vinyl records. There's going to be a few fucking kids who are like, you don't listen to the whole album. You pose her and, right, right. and that's it. It'll be, you know, some, uh, some kids trying to be cool and different or something. So weird. I didn't even know that was a thing. And the fact that they don't songs. even know all of a song necessarily because they get them on TikTok. So you get maybe up oh, to 50 shit. seconds of a song so there'll be like I'll be flipping around the radio or there's a commercial that'll come on and she'll say hey this is a TikTok song I'll be no this is not a TikTok song it's an (laughs) actual song by (laughs) that came from an actual album by somebody but there's a real disconnect there and even you know with even (laughs) somebody with a big record collection like me it's (laughs) it's totally foreign to her to listen to an album start to finish That's hilarious. That's weird. I've heard other people say it too, and I know it's not just me. But yeah, I have the thing in my head where, you know, on certain albums, like after, you know, a certain song, like I can't think of one now, but you always like immediately start singing the next song on the album in your head. Like it's ingrained in you. And if that song's not there, it fucks you up for a second. You're like, no, 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 no. I will not accept this other song in its place. Um, Yeah. So I guess the kids aren't, the kids these days aren't going to have that, uh, that phenomena, I guess. Yeah. Weird. I have no frame of reference for kids these days. <laughs> I'm so far detached from a 12-year-old girl. Yeah. I have no reference. Uh, they seem foreign to me. Yeah, Nothing makes ways. you feel older than having a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, it, it looks, it looks. see, I think I'm, I think I'm like a year older than you, Jay. Yeah. You look, you look like a, my old man. Yeah, I know, I do. <laughs> That was fucked up, AP, dude. Low blow. A lot, a lot of miles on these tires. Yeah, no. Nah. Well, if I'm not making fun of the way other people look, how am I supposed to feel good about my That's looks? That's true. Yeah. Know? It's the only way I can feel good about myself. I can like, definitely see where you're coming from. <laughs> All right, let's move things along. We've got another one coming in from the Great White North. This one was sent in from number one fan, Spike. This one's Rough Cuts with Clockwork Fun. Going out, out. 
from Toronto, Ontario. Little working class punk there for you. That is my shit these days. I love some fucking street punk, some good oi punk. That was Rough Cuts with Clockwork Fun. What's your opinion on street punk, Jay? Uh, I grew up in the Boston scene in the 1990s, so <laughs> street punk is kind of like... That was my wheelhouse for a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tough to listen to nowadays, but I, it, it is specific to a time and a place for me, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. that was every show for probably from 96 to 98, which seems like it seemed like such a long time while going through it. And now, obviously, it was only two year period, 25 years yeah. ago. No, no, <laughs> but yet, it, it's a very specific time and a place to me. Like, street punk, those were my street punk days. Yeah. Do you Both have them. do you have any uh, bands from like that time or era that were Boston locals that never made it big but you feel like deserve some credit that we might be able to go back and find? Like I love shit like that. I like finding old bands uh, See, from a, a certain if you era. Just, if you would just fucking wait, Bob. Oh, I was gonna say the, the song that is my pick, which I won't spoil now because. Okay. Uh, I don't want to get yelled at. Uh, but is one of those bands? Let's well, put it that way. So I, I just I love that shit when you find a good fucking band that that's like that. That's cool. There's this uh, old like kind of punk rockish Los Angeles band called the Stanford Prison Experiment. First you get up, then you get knocked down. What the spit up? The Stanford Prison Experiment, and they're very political. Oh yeah, you know who they yep. are. Sure. Oh yeah. fuck. Okay. Like, dude, they only have like three or two hundred like monthly listeners, or maybe even less than that on on Spotify. Their their Instagram has like a hundred followers, and I've just been all about that. I listen to it every weekend, um, and so I feel like I just found this little gem where like a lot of my friends don't know about it. So I'm super excited that that you know who they are. They've got like three albums, uh, and the last album that they they put out, I'm just I'm in love with. So. Yeah, I stumbled into them accidentally because I was Googling the Stanford Prison Experiment, like the actual Stanford oh, Prison Experiment. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and I went, oh, that's cool, awesome. there's a band called Stanford Prison Experiment. That's cool, too. Yeah. That is fucking awesome. Do you listen to them a lot, or you just kind of stumbled upon them here and here? No, there? I just stumbled upon them. I know who they are. Okay. Yeah. Dude, they're, they're uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe them. They're not punk rock, but they're like... They're like Fugazi meets, you know, something a little more like hard but psychedelic out of the rock, the rock genre. So they're, yeah, they're yeah. in between. Um, but I really fucking enjoy that band. So that's why I always like finding bands like that. If you can recommend a band, so you got one for us, and we'll hear it later. I will shut up. Yes. See, way <laughs> ahead of you. Way ahead of you. We're already thinking of you. Um, all right, so let's get we'll get things moving so that we can hurry up and get to the song so Bob can talk about it. Uh, <laughs> So, moving things along, uh, this next one is uh, coming to us from Denmark. I guess the city's name, I'm going to try this, okay? Uh, is Islev, Denmark, which is right outside of Copenhagen, apparently. Naturally. Their, their, their post told me that. It's not that I'm geographically <laughs> intelligent or anything. Uh, their Facebook page said that. Uh, these guys are called Dungeon Days. The name of the song is Pray Away. Yeah. Pray away. 
From Dungeon Days, uh, from their Facebook page, which I referenced earlier. Uh, I always go on and do a little research and see uh, kind of what they say about themselves, where they're from, things like that. Uh, these Dutch boys said of themselves that they strive to summon the same feeling they had when they first listened to punk rock on that perfect summer day so many years ago that nobody can remember. I thought that was very nice. Yeah. It was very... Poetic. <laughs> yeah, somewhat poetic. And it's, um, I, I like to think that that summer day was probably back in 1994 when, uh, <laughs> when a 13-year-old Jay was listening to, what, Green Day. Yeah. You were probably staring at the same stars and moon <laughs> as the guys in Dungeon Days, singing to it like Fievel. From what, what what movie was five? five that was an American Tale. Oh, there, there you, go. you go, an American Tale. I See, always just think of. I can't Fifle remember specific. American Tale was. Yeah, the, that was the that was the sequel. Yes, that was the gritty sequel. <laughs> um, okay, so now's the part where we would normally do news. There's no fucking news. So crickets. Really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I, there was okay. So Jeff uh, Rosenstock. Jeff uh, Rosenstock released a new 13-track album, uh, No Dream. Uh, that one's penciled in on my uh, album to the air. Very good album. I've been jamming that all week. Uh, the Larry Arms released the first single from their upcoming album, Skeleton Coast. The track is called PTA. I'd highly recommend listening to it. When's the album come out? Pretty much... Um, I, I no, sometime in July, I think. Yeah, okay. I don't know if last time I checked, they didn't have a specific date, but I'm sure it'll be in the later on this summer. Um, once they start releasing singles, it seems to be shortly after. Yeah, so. I saw the vinyl on that uh, sold out in like sold out really quick, super yeah. quick. Yeah, um, looking forward to that one. That one's um, hard written in in pencil. I went over that one a few times on my uh, albums of the year. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> one will end up making it. 
And then my um, favorite story of the week, uh, I think it just came out today, NoFX and Frank Turner are releasing a split album on July 31st via Fat Records, and they're each covering um, one another's songs. Interesting. I love those albums. Yeah, I think uh, NoFX and Rancid did one back yeah. in the day that was really, really fun. They definitely <laughs> did, yes. Where, uh, and, where Matt from uh, Rancid, the bass player, sung Bob in his super deep-ass fucking... <laughs> Not yeah, and so they so they released two of the tracks um uh, or videos i guess for uh one each one of frank turner covering no effects and one of no effects covering frank turner i watched the one today and it's frank turner's cover of bob but it's no effects lip syncing to frank turner singing but their version of Bob is really confusing. But okay. it's no effects dressed as right. Frank Turner's band. Frank Turner. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's so it's it inception your fucking mind. It yeah, it's funny as hell. It's meta, I think is what the kids mm-hmm. are calling it. Um, so check that out. It was it's worth a laugh, um, if nothing else. And I saw Fat Mike when he like was dressing up as uh, Frank Turner a few weeks ago. He put it on Instagram, and everybody's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And now yes, we know why. He, they, he dyed his hair the same color. Yeah, so um, he was doing it for the video. I'm surprised you have not left Colorado to move back to Van Nuys because I just see Fat Mike biking around there all the time on his Instagram and doing all that shit. And I just I think of you every time that you were just within feet of him. You could have uh, probably been his best friend by now. Legit, I showed Sarah uh, the other day. I'm like, probably. he's fucking live on his Instagram biking down the street. I'm like, look, we can just watch the street signs and find out where this motherfucker is and go yeah. hit him with our car if we want to. Not that we would do that. What I would <laughs> do, pull my bike out and just go fucking ride with him every day, yes. follow no, him that, back to his do. house, and then just make myself his friend. Well, he's yeah. not going to have a choice if I just show up there every day, right? If I could see one street sign, I got it. <laughs> I, I exactly. Sign, I no, I was looking at it, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's following the orange line right now. So he's on. Yeah. He's got to be on Oxnard or Burbank way. or Busway. There you go, like somewhere right yeah. there. Um, Son of a bitch. So, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't just fucking... Uh, divorced your wife and said, sorry, I got to go back. <laughs> I think if anything, it's going to be the other way around, sir. <laughs> I can, can guarantee that's probably going to be how it goes down. Um, yeah, so that was really the only noteworthy news, I think, since last time. I'm sure there's been other releases, but I mean, that's not real news. Go buy the albums when they release them. It's not Whatever. real news. Not real news. Um, no, I mean, I, so obviously there's a bunch of shit happening out in the world. I'm sure most people, even though I don't uh, get too deep into my political stance, have some sort of idea where I land politically. Um, and uh, with the times being trying as they are, we decided uh, we were going to put together uh, a playlist on Spotify. Just to, It doesn't really do anything. It's not for a cause or anything. It's just kind of the... I don't know. Almost like a catalog of all the best fuck cops songs, I guess. <laughs> it needs all, to all be um, accumulated somewhere and so it's easily distributed. So we've created the 1312 playlist on Spotify. Go look it up. Uh, it's on our um, Dying Scene Radio Spotify page. And what does that mean, um, 1312? All Cops Are Bastards, ACAB. ACAB. 1312, ACAB. Nice. Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, uh, if anybody has any uh, suggestions, we are definitely open. I don't like using my brain to think of these things. My brain's a little <laughs> muddled because of all the drugs and abuse I've given it over the years. So if you can think of some that we haven't added, do us a favor and send it in. I'll be more than happy to add it because, like I said, I just want a catalog. I want one place that has uh, a solidified catalog of all the best um, fuck 
the, the cops music. Uh, so we've got a good start, and I'm sure you guys know a lot more than us. So uh, send in your suggestions, dyingscenradio at dyingscene.com, or you can hit us up on any of the social media pages. We're all over the place. Uh, even if you don't see us posting much these days, we're still there. I would say um, uh, in about a month we're going to have a uh, very large quantity of songs coming out that we could add to that list, right? And so there's I'm gonna sure. Be Seems that way. Yeah. Inspired with uh, what is going on right now, and so we'll just just keep them coming. Doesn't matter if it's a month from now, two months from now. Send it our way. That's right. We love playlists that are never ending. <laughs> um, and uh, so, other than that. Um, we haven't really heard too much in the way of uh, updates with regards to the website. Jay, have you heard anything from Bossman Dave? Uh, it's going to be a week or two. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I heard back in November. I'm there sorry. I, lo- I love Dave. He's awesome. He's a wonderful person. So he was actually he was the first person that I interviewed for this little live Instagram thing that I'm doing. Uh, and that was back in April. Uh, but yeah, it's been, it's going to be a week or two since <laughs> November, <laughs> December. And I, do, I yeah. and truthfully, I know nothing at all about that side of the computer world. So he started talking on the little interview thing that I did with him and he might as well have been speaking in Greek because yeah, I don't know what any of that stuff means. So I, they're working on it. But it sounds like he doesn't know any of it either, which is why it's not fixed yet because we're still trying to figure it out. Right. Yeah, well, there was a guy uh, years and years and years ago. There was a guy named Lucas Buck, who no relation, um, but they uh, he was like the computer guy. He was the programmer guy. Uh-huh. He effectively built the framework that the site is based on, and he passed away a couple of years ago. Oh. Uh, and there hasn't been a guy since then, a computer guy. So there's somebody that he's working with in South Africa where he lives now, um, but it's everybody's also working and whatever. Yeah. So it's not the top of anybody's priority list. So this has been a time bomb waiting to happen. The guy passed away and he's like, we'll just wait until it goes wrong. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It had to do with WordPress and WordPress is not my thing, but WordPress, like they don't update the format that we used, that the site was built on any of the new updates or basically corrupt all the old information or some shit like that. I don't know. Like I said, it might as well be Greek to me. Yeah. Well, I'd well, like to say to give Dave a little bit of slack, uh, this is not like it's his full-time job or anything or he's making correct. you know, buttloads of money off of this. This is a hobby. So right. <laughs> the fact that... That's what I was going to say. The people that are that he's probably getting help get paid the same amount as we do for which the running is, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> which is um, a whopping zero dollars yeah. and zero cents. Free entry American. to shows that are not occurring right now. That's true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it'll pay off one of these days. <laughs> um, All this exposure yeah, so, we're getting. Yeah, that's it. It really is. It's a lot of exposure. So, who, <laughs> lots. Who else have you lots. had on some of the um, Instagram interviews? So I started with a few local people because I wanted to kind of get the kinks worked out before yeah. I dove in. Um, so I had. Uh, I started with Dave which was kind of like episode zero to get uh-huh. all comic booky, like the origin story thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, totally forgot to save it. So that interview doesn't exist anywhere. Wait, if you saw it live, you forgot the, to s- yeah. I, I watched it though. And I didn't think I watched it live. So maybe, maybe I guess I the was one with Dave. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, maybe it's saved for 24 hours, but oh, I don't even think there you that. Go. it might've yeah. been a, a 24 hour thing because I didn't think I caught it live. Yeah, maybe. 
no, you know what? I feel like you did catch it live. I feel like I remember you popping it. Anyway, okay. um, so I had a buddy named Michael Kane from a Massachusetts band called Michael Kane in the Morning Afters. Michael Caine in the Morning Afters was like the first guest. A uh-huh. uh, couple of the guys from the band Rebuilder, another Massachusetts band. Yeah, they've I think been we on. had them or mentioned them on last episode. We didn't have them on last episode. We mentioned them, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're cool. great. They're, yeah. they're buddies of mine. They're kind of one of the first Boston bands that I got into like when they were starting out. Yeah. And so I, it's been cool to sort of watch them over the years. Um, who else did I have on? Uh, I had Jason from Western Addiction on last nice. week about their new album. That new album rips. That and like I've been listening to good. not like hardcore stuff since we've been in quarantine. Uh-huh. So then Fat sent that one over and I gave it a listen. I was like, whoa. It kind of <laughs> yeah. brought me back by the throat. Cool. Uh, that was cool. Uh, Derek, the Homeless Gospel Choir, came on. Uh, he's a really inspiring dude. Yeah, uh, he's awesome. He's doing daily shows too on Facebook. I, I don't know if they're actually like daily, but he's on there almost every day doing yeah um, some sh- sort of interaction with people, even if it's not a show. I think I've watched one day. He was like stuffing envelopes that he's yeah. doing, just kind of talking to people and doing like Q and A's. Because he like, was doing cool. so for all those shows he does, he would put together a show flyer, and then like if you wanted a show flyer, he would mail it out to you. So you can have like he and whoever was his guest. Uh, that day, uh, he did an old school show flyer. It was kind of cool. It's a fun thing to do, especially for the Dude. guys who are releasing new albums like into the void that is quarantine. Yeah. So it's sort of a cool thing for them to be doing. Um, yeah, uh, he's he's a lot of fun. He's a good dude. I'm going to say there are some things I miss about like just being younger in the age before the Internet. Like when I was uh, um, in in a lot of my bands through like high school and college and stuff there was always like such a cool thing about getting the flyer from the promoter and being like, Oh, this looks like cool. Or this looks like shit. Um, but, and then going to (laughs) Kinko's or, uh, wherever and getting it copied and then just fucking passing that out at the mall with CDs or pins or posting them up somewhere and just bugging people. Cause it was like a bonding experience for our band to like get together and do something. And that's just, that's not a thing anymore. I don't know. You just, you you brought back some memories just by (laughs) saying a flyer because I don't think of them as flyers anymore. You know, I'm just like, Oh, here's a, picture we're going to post to instagram about the show it's it's just right. yeah it's not right. at, at all the same thing as as what it used to be so i agree there are some people that try there are a couple of local promoters uh down here that try to do show flyers that they put up at like the bars or the clubs where they have yeah. so it's pretty cool it's a nice little throwback but there yeah. are also guys who are approaching 35 40 years old so they're guys who came from <laughs> that world yeah, and all the young kids are like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, exactly. You killed yeah. the tree. <laughs> yeah, right. And all the old guys go in and say, "Ooh, a show poster," and steal it off the wall yeah. right away. <laughs> they don't go, but they hang it on their wall. <laughs> exactly. Too, too old to go, man. I wish I was young enough to go to this show. Pull it off the fucking telephone pole. Yeah, that's awesome. Funny. Um, all right, Bob, look, the time has arrived. Wait, you wait, were wait. asking Jay. No, I'm going to ask him more questions. Do you have any upcoming oh interviews? Do I have any upcoming interviews? So Thursday of this week, uh, John Miller from the band Fire in the Radio, uh-huh. who are a Philly band. Uh, and then uh, a couple that are pending. 
but that are not booked yet. I really want to have uh, Daryl Wilson from, um, he's from Chicago. He's an ER doc. He's African-American. And I wanted to have him on uh, anyway. Uh He plays in a band in Chicago. Uh, Not just some random doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so I've wanted to have him on anyway as an ER doctor sort of through this pandemic thing. And then obviously the shit of the last week happened. Uh, so I think his is a really important voice. So I have to finalize things with him. But yeah, I got hopefully some cool things coming. Awesome, up. awesome, cool. Back to you, AP. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> no, it's that's what you do. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you were asking Jay earlier about uh, some older. Um, I, I guess I shouldn't say older. Some band, some throwback bands. Yeah, how about that? Throwback bands. Some fine age bands. There exactly. You go. Uh, so this next band, uh, and I'm going to let him do the intro. But I did a little research. Uh, the next band was active in the Boston area from 1993 to 2000. So this is exactly what you were asking for, Bob. And uh, Jay, let's hear it. Yeah, the Showcase Showdown. This the song that I picked is called Police Police. Timely, I figured. Showcase Showdown are one of those bands that were big in the scene and never really got big outside of Massachusetts and even outside of like the northeast corner of Massachusetts. But they're really cool sort of combination, like Sex Pistols, political punk slash pogo punk band. They're they're really fun. Uh, And they they were even saying 1993 to 2000, I think, is being generous. I feel like it was really more like... 97 is kind of when they <laughs> That's tapped it. out. They might have done <laughs> okay. a couple wow. of things after that, but yeah. Sure. Yeah, but okay. They, well, let's and, and go the, ahead. the woman who plays bass in the band, she's like a she's a pediatrician, her husband is a social worker. It's wow. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. But she was going the, uh, I think to med school or he was going for his MSW like while Showcase Showdown was a band. They they're really cool. They're a fun band. The band, name, the band name is really awesome. I liked it a lot. When As soon as you sent it to me, I was like, I definitely am going to dig this one. Well, so when <laughs> I first heard them was going to a show, and my buddies were like, hey, come on, we're going to Showcase Showdown. And so I was thinking, wait, what? We're going to uh, Price is Right? Like, <laughs> like why is Just the Price is awesome. Right taping in Lowell? They're like, no, dipshit. This is the band Showcase Showdown. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's hear the song. Play it, Bob. Crispy no. 
from Boston, United States of America, circa 1993 to maybe 1997. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that was the showcase showdown with Police Police. Uh, super fast pogo slash street. We were just saying, you know, you said that this was exactly like your street punk era. So was this one of the bands that you guys went to see back in the day? <laughs> yeah, they played around a lot uh, at like coffee shops and Knights of Columbus halls yeah. and stuff like that. Back in the days when Dropkick Murphys were a street punk band from Quincy, Massachusetts, not like a Celtic punk band from yeah. Hingham, uh, which is a local <laughs> reference that nobody else will understand. Uh, yeah, it, it was those days. That, uh, I, I checked on, on Spotify. You said that they, they were on there. I didn't find this song. Uh, they, I saw that they did have an LP called Permanent Stains that is on Spotify. Um, so if you uh, have Spotify, check them out there. Uh, our number one fan, Spike, is going to love those guys. He loves street punk and, and anything like that. So I wonder uh, if that's going to be new to him or if he knew. He's probably pretty well versed in the street punk scene. He probably already knows. He's cooler than us. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we rely on him to, love to have, give us our music picks. <laughs> I'd love to have Spike on one day. He'd probably just be Yeah, like, that'd be fun. <laughs> Buy a field recorder. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm also going to let Jay... Uh, bring this next song in because he said he's been uh studying french lately and he's really good at it right <laughs> <laughs> so let's see this next one is coming from uh northern france uh and i can tell you what it means in english and then we're going to hand it over to jay for the translation so the name of the band in english is these people the name of the album is third act what's the name of the band in french and what's the song name so here's the thing. I don't speak a damn word of French. <laughs> I, my, my wife, we have been together uh, a long time, 20 years, 20 plus years. She is French. I don't speak a word of it. I took three years of Spanish in New Hampshire. For <laughs> that's, uh, that's probably not very good Spanish. No. Um, no. And my teacher was German. I fit you not. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, look, Bob said it earlier when he was talking about the songs, and it sounded really, uh, really good. Bob, is your French any better than Jay's or mine? Uh, I don't know. I was trying to think of yes, but I don't even know that. I, mm. I did have a uh, French co-worker years and years ago, and he taught me a few things, such as Fais-moi un peep, which means suck my dick. Uh, so <laughs> we'll start this off here with... Seskin's La. Ridiculous? I don't know. <laughs> Sur la 
chacun de mes pas Les chasseurs sans compter leur gasp Soudain nous tournons les froids Me traquant pour mon dernier espace Enrobés d'unique ambition Sont leur travail faire Qui est une sans une émission Les chiens m'ont rattrapé Je cours à travers la forêt Les chiens m'ont encerclé J'ai peur Jen La with Ridiculous, I think we decided. <laughs> we're gonna, Nobody's we're sure. a bunch of fucking, we are such fucking assholes. I'll just uh, uh, yeah. I'll type it into Google and then I'll have com- uh, Google Computer speak it to us. There Says you go. It, yeah, just put it, <laughs> put it right over my, my voice. <laughs> yeah. Insert the robot voice saying it properly. Uh, the name of the album was... Tressa May, which I know because it's a shampoo. <laughs> and <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, Tressa May Act Day, which means uh, third act. Ooh la so, la. That's all I know. Uh, the album was from 2017. They're from Com- Compagnie. Oh, Jesus, let's just stop. <laughs> this no. is awful. Man, I really should have really should have done a little research <laughs> on that. <laughs> That was awful. Um, okay, let's keep things moving. It can only go down from no, here. No, no, no. I got it. I've got a, a French <laughs> oh, uh, a friend from it. France. He speaks French. I'm going to send all of this info from him. I'll have him say it. And then after this, like right here. So, Ridicule by ces gens-là of their 2017 album, Troisième Act. I'll insert it and I'll have him correct all of us. It'll there be you fantastic. go. And we'll look like geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> hey Bob, uh, do you happen to have any friends from Budapest? Not that I can think of. Okay, I don't think we're gonna need it because these guys have all of their lyrics and everything in English. I was just wondering. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, this one's called Days of Sorrow. The band name is Gear. Days Short gun, 
bit of hardcore. You like that? I snuck some more in on the back end. Usually I only play one or two hardcore songs. Played one earlier. Snuck one in on the back end. Can't have enough fucking hardcore these days. <laughs> Makes you want to smash shit. Especially the state. I, I mean, what? Yeah, I can't. It's happening. <laughs> go, uh, let it out. Yes. I want to hear this. Let it out. Nah. I'll have to go on your other show for okay. that. Uh, yeah, so these guys are from Budapest, Hungary. Another one. You don't really hear uh, of too many <laughs> punk bands coming out of Bud- Budapest. Uh, not that I can remember. Jay's looking pretty no, kerfuffled. No, I, so. I got nothing. Um, uh, where's Wizzo from? The, Anybody know? Germany. Germany. But, um, but, that was... Okay. Go. Go ahead, Bob. <laughs> Go. <laughs> uh, yes, the name of the song, Days of Sorrow. Name of the band, Gear. That was the first track from their upcoming five-song EP, Days of Sorrow. I uh, don't think it has a release date yet. Last time I checked, it was TBD, but it's coming out from Nine Lies Records. That is their second album. And uh, I think the first one was released in 2018, so they're putting some out at a pretty good clip. Uh, really good stuff coming from Budapest. I think they... Um, probably did a better job than a lot of the younger hardcore bands that I've seen lately here in America. Well, their scene must be Hungary. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you cut that? Can you just go back and cut that? Uh, no, not- leave that in. <laughs> I'm a dad, goddammit. <laughs> we'll give you a pass since you are a dad. One more time, though, and you're not allowed back. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, all right, let's keep the train chugging along, Bobbert. Next one is coming from Chicago, a little bit closer to home. Uh, this is Dead Rest with Clumsy. Bye. 
This one might have been my favorite song from the entire uh, episode. Maybe. I don't know. Padme I would agree awesome with that. Well. Yeah. That these cool guys song. were really tight. Uh, very um, talented. Very uh, well put together. Uh, that was Dead Rest. The name of the song was Clumsy. Uh, sounded a little bit like the St. Catharines and Get Dead. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Get Dead. Uh, the, yeah, the for vocals sure. for sure. I miss the St. Catharines. What happened to them? Are they mm-hmm. doing anything? I don't think so. Oh. I saw them at Punk Rock Bowling a few years ago, and that was the last I really heard of them. Um, but yeah, these guys are really good. Uh, rest of that EP, uh, which was called EP3, is just as good, so check that out. Uh, it is a follow-up to their last EP called, Bob, would you like to guess? Uh, if this one was called EP3, what do you think their last one was called, Bobby? EP2? Holy shit. You are so fucking awesome, dude. Good call, <laughs> yeah. So that was a follow-up to their last EP, and uh, every bit of it was just as good as the track we featured. So go check that out, and uh, give them a follow, give them some money, you buy mentioned, some of their music. You mentioned uh, Get Dead. Did you see Fat Mike's uh, IG post with uh, Get Dead uh, stopping over by his house <laughs> yeah, last yeah. year? <laughs> yeah. Uh, backyard. Yeah, backyard the, like a mess. the aftermath of them uh, doing a bunch of shrooms <laughs> in the midst of Van Nuys. Which, by the way, uh, does not imagine. sound like the funnest place to no. do a bunch of shrooms. No. I no. couldn't imagine laying in that there. filth hole in the back and just being like, ready to be one with nature, and it's nothing but trash and concrete and smog. And, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I would like to, uh, like to do mushrooms in Van Nuys. No, like but I wonder place. what they were doing out there, if they were recording or what they were doing. Probably. So, yeah. I'm, Probably. I'm hoping that we come out of quarantine with like just fucking new albums from everybody because they've got nothing I better to do. I think their new album's done. Oh, yeah, really? I think Get Dead's new album is done. Yeah. All right. And I've, I've seen a lot of um, bands doing videos in the backyard at Fat Mike's house. Maybe they were there for a video. Yeah. I've actually, yeah, I've seen, it's been fun watching a lot of like the quarantine music videos of people doing shit in their backyard. There's a, a ska band I saw the other day and I don't know where the fuck they were, but I'm just like, God, I feel sorry for their neighbors, but <laughs> this is really fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to learn about some ska today, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, my neighbors are getting pretty well acquainted with some leftover crack That's and some awesome. no cash these days. Yeah. The, their, uh, their music uh, repertoire is starting to expand a little bit. <laughs> um, okay, so Dead Rest, they uh, just released that new EP uh, called EP3. I thought, what better way to end this? This song uh, for the last part of this block is from the new album, LP1. How about that, Bob? You like that? You following? You look confused. Uh, I'm following. See, the last so band had a new EP called EP3. This next this band, band, yes, I've got it. Has a new album called LP1. Yes, I've got it. Okay. And you would imagine that I appreciate them more because they have an LP as opposed to an EP, so... Yes, and you like LPs better. Uh, So before Bob blows a fuse trying to think about this one, let's go on with the music. This one is Death Lottery with Jesus Does What He Wants.
fucking assholes. From Fort Lauderdale, Florida, the flaccid penis of America. That was Death Lottery with Jesus Does What He Wants. Or is it Jesus? I think the, the guitarist and vocalist name, name is Jesus. So might be Jesus does what he wants. But uh, either way, the song fucking rips. A little bit more garage there for Bob. I know how much he likes garage, so I wanted to bring in another little treat for him here at the end. Uh, the uh, track also has a video, which is basically just clips from the movie Reefer Madness, um, which I think is pretty fitting. I think Jesus probably smokes a lot of weed. Maybe that's what the song's about. <laughs> he does what he wants. Uh, I like Jesus. He seems like a good guy. That's all I know about him is that he does what he wants. All right. <laughs> I like it. I, uh, I sympathize with that. Um, so that does it for the music portion. What are we going to do next time? This is where I was going to ask Jay about what interviews he had coming up on the <laughs> IG interviews. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but, but Bob likes to jump ahead. I mean, That's fine. There are other things we can ask Jay. I feel like there are still things I don't know, like... You told me what some of the bands were that got you into uh, a punk rock, but like, what are some current bands that you're really into? Um, how have your tastes changed over time? Like, these are things that, like, you know, some of my first bands that got me into punk rock. Um, like I said, there was Guttermouth, and there was a lot of early on, but like, Guttermouth isn't necessarily what I follow at all anymore. Although I still love it and will turn it on. I'm not like, ooh, new Guttermouth album. I'm more <laughs> into like. I don't know, Pup's going to come out with a new album. I want to listen to Pup or uh, Joyce Manor or shit like that. So, like, what are you into now? Yeah, I mean, I'm an old guy with a gray beard and a uh, flannel shirt most of the time. So I listen to a lot of Tim Barry. It's lonely in the garden state, the place of no left turns. In a motel six in East Brunswick, smoking till my lungs burn. I put ice in the trash can. Tim Barry, Lucero, Chuck Reagan, Hot Water Music. Okay. The Flatliners. You know, that, that's kind of been my wheelhouse the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I did see Guttermouth way back in the day. We had a sort of legendary club in Boston called The Rat, uh-huh. uh, which if you are, if anybody listening knows Boston, they knew The Rat, rest in peace. That place closed in 1997. But I did get to see Guttermouth there once, and that was actually probably one of the coolest shows I ever went to as a 18-year-old, 17-year-old kid, whatever I was. So I like, do you uh, think that, that that's a better that's a better venue name than the smell in LA. <laughs> that was always the worst venue. <laughs> do you think it wasn't wasn't it Dropkick Murphys they had a song called Good Rats? Uh yes they did. Uh, I don't rats will send you to heaven. Yeah, boy. No, so, I think no, that was a Pogue song or something, wasn't oh, it? I feel like okay. they covered a Pogue song. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I, I was gonna say I was that, that somehow wrong. about that if they were, you know, supposedly from there. Yeah, they they definitely played the rat. Not at a show that I was at, but they definitely okay. played there a bunch. It was like like the rat closed basically Dropkick Murphy's first year. So gotcha. they played there a bunch. Uh, but it was really it was in what is now a super yuppie area near Fenway Park, the place that's been uh, gentrified and then I think gentrified again. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> the rat was like a cool underground basement, uh, hot, sweaty, exactly what a scary little punk venue should be. Yeah. Right in the heart of Kenmore Square. And uh, yeah, that was that was a cool place. Cool. So. I love those places. You listed some of the bands that that you're into now. Um, what about uh, what was your favorite interview you've ever done? Fat Mike was a good one. Uh, Fat Mike was a good one. We had a time set up, and uh, I called him, 
at the time that was prearranged. And uh, I woke him up. He was not ready. He was just because he was in New York. Uh, No, not even a little. I was actually surprised by how early in the afternoon uh, our interview was set up for. Uh, And he was on the East Coast. He was in New York at the time. Uh, So so he asked if I could call him back because he and the family were about to go out to brunch. Not joking. Uh, And so I called him back at another set time. And he picked up the phone. And he burped for about 20 seconds. And he's like, all right, now let's go. And he, and he was like, he was awesome. He talked to me for a long time. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely a fun one. Um, I've had, God, when, I was actually just can looking I ask, at my list the other day. Before you go into What's it, that? can I ask when was that? And, and would you be willing to relinquish the audio so we could share some of that or clips of that? Because like, you know, AP said, like, what are we going to do next episode? I don't know. Maybe it'd be fun to listen to some of that and play some of that. I would clear that with Mike, which I'm happy to do because he gets super bummed out about stuff like that uh-huh. sometimes. Okay. Uh, but I do still have it. Uh, that was right. Whatever the last album, First Ditch Effort, uh-huh. that came out. So it was probably four years ago okay. now. It, yeah. was, it was like right in the lead up to that. Yeah. Awesome. And then you said there were some other ones that you had up there. Yeah, I've uh, I've talked to probably Dave Hawes. So this is rejection, and it's bringing you down. He told you that he'd find work soon, then he stopped coming around. Dave Hawes more than anybody else. And the first interview that I was saying before that I did in person was with him. And I was nervous. I mean, I get like, did you ever see the old SNL bit where Chris Farley interviews uh, Paul McCartney? (laughs) Yeah. And and he's just like, I get like that with every single interview that I do. Even I've done 140 something of them now. I'm like, remember remember that time? Yeah. So I was nervous. That was cool. Yeah, exactly. So there's a follow-up. So everybody knows, like, that. remember that time you were in the Beatles? That was funny. Uh, there's a follow-up to that where the next thing he asks them is, did you, did you ever see that movie Terminator? That, that was good. So I asked somebody that once, and they totally got the reference. I was blown away. Uh, but awesome. I was, the, Dave Haas was the first one that I did in person, and I was nervous, and I still had a cassette tape recorder. And he was awesome. Like, he was completely disarming, disengaging, whatever the word is. Like, I said, I started with the softball. How's tour going? And he he didn't give me a softball answer, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. He said, actually, it's been kind of hard. It's kind of sucked. To, and I was like, oh, that's not <laughs> yeah. what I expected you to say. Go on. And from then on, and we've been sort of buddies since then. So that one was pretty cool. Uh, but I've talked to him probably four, five six times for dying scene stuff over the years um yeah he's always a good one to interview very cool i should i should pull up my list and i have a list of i for whatever reason i'm anal retentive i have a list of every show i've ever been to and i have a list of every interview that i've done yeah holy shit i started it in in a notebook uh when i was a junior in high school I think yeah Yeah, like my social studies notebook I started writing shows down and then I just kept the notebook and then I put it in a Google Doc uh, 
much much more recently so <clears throat> that's that's neat. funny that's totally uh something i could have seen myself doing right because that's a time where you like write down the names of bands on your folder or, like rewrite lyrics to a song <laughs> that you know, exactly like that yeah and and so yeah i could totally find myself just doing something like that in fact i probably did but ended up throwing it away some point along the line and you found yours and kept going with it that's cool yeah, Showcase Showdown, as it turns out, I just pulled my list up. They were the second punk rock show I ever went to. Oh, so, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Bad wow. Religion was the first one. Showcase Showdown was the second one. That do you remember who played awesome. with Bad Religion or Showcase Showdown? I do. Uh, it was Unwritten Law and the Dance Hall Crashers. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. That's a good one. Unwritten yeah. Law. They must have been uh, playing. Um, God, what was what was that album? The Oz Factor, I think, was uh, one was, of their like. Before um, it was uh, the Blue Room. Elva. Oh no. Which yeah, one? it was Blue, Blue, Blue Room? Room, which was the one before yeah. Oz Factor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe uh-huh. Oz Factor just came out, but it was on Bad Religion's Gray Race tour. So like yeah. April of '96. But those were like their two punk rock albums, you know, where it was like really. Yeah. But, but they were a very talented punk rock band. I mean, like you listen to them, and their their drummer was fantastic. The the songwriting setups were really great. They had an amazing bass player. I mean, I don't know who continued yeah. with, but then. After that, I think they came out with something like Elva, and I'm like, man, this just, as a 15 or 16-year-old kid, is not appealing to me like the the other stuff was. I actually didn't even mind Elva. I thought there were some interesting songs on there. There's some, like, it's a it's catchier, and it was more, like, mainstream radio rock yeah. or whatever for yeah. late 90s, but that was kind of in my wheelhouse. It's the stuff that came after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's about where I cut ties with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so what are you going to do next, Bob, then? What, what? I don't understand. You you wanted to try and scalp some of Jay's old interviews. Oh, now, I don't you know. You want to get out of work? They would ju- <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, I think it would be fun to listen to. I mean, because especially some of those things might be so far in the past that it's like, you know, who who might dig through and find them. And the whole point of this podcast anyways is people who are too lazy to go to the website and read that shit. It's true. Um, yeah, and it's so true. I think you're going to capture a different audience by going back and listen to, listening to some of these things. So I don't know. I would enjoy being able to listen to it is, is all I was saying. And as, if I would enjoy listening to it, I'm sure people would like hearing that as well because I like hearing other things more than me and they're listening to us. Therefore... <laughs> It would be a good addition to the show. So, you know. Yes, that was uh, quite a journey. You Twisted took there, logic, but, but it works. Trust me, it's sound. I studied philosophy at some point in time. Yeah, it seems like it suited you pretty well. <laughs> if um, I could get him to agree to let me broadcast it or whatever, because a lot of times people know that I'm just going to write a story. Uh-huh. So sometimes they'll tell me shit and then it becomes off the record or it becomes just between us. Sure. So I definitely have to go back and listen to him. But uh, speaking of Get Dead, I had a fun interview with Sam King from Get Dead. When I wake up, your face is the first thing I think of. And then the pain, regret, and disgust, and all the mess. Sam King from Get Dead a few years ago. That was a good one. And one of my favorite ones I forgot about, but I'm looking at my list now, was the first time I talked to Brendan Kelly from the Lawrence Arms, but it was for the Falcon. And that was one of the funnest conversations I've ever had. So if I could could reach out to him and get the okay to broadcast it or whatever that would be a fun one to cut any, up and listen any to. of those yeah because yeah, i be. just discovered the falcon like a month ago and and sent it to one of my friends he's like dude who the fuck this is this this is cool and i i told him he's like oh shit how do we not listen to this our whole lives and like, no, <laughs> i don't know but it's great stuff so 
<laughs> so we'll see. We might have an older uh, interview from Jay. If not, it'll probably just be us dicking around like normal. I don't know. Still not really too much news, I'd assume. Uh, that is, I guess, if the world survives. It seems like every time we record, it's gotten a little worse <laughs> than the time before. I mean, I don't know. because it has, but yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, all right. Well, let's put a bow on it. Um, I figured I would, for the last song, I would slow things down a little bit. We've had a pretty hard episode here with some pretty fast uh, garage punk and some... Uh, lots of street punk and some hardcore, so I wanted to slow things down, take it out on a little bit of a, a calmer note. Leave leave the fans, I don't know, a little more refreshed. <laughs> going into the uh, going to into the world, feeling a little less angry than they were before, because I could certainly use it. Uh, so this last one is uh, from Kettering, Ohio. Uh, the name of the band is Life in Idol. The name of the song is Hourglass. Let's play it, Bob. Until next time, comrades, stay safe. Adios.
mean, good for you. Two hours is a long time to jerk each other off. 